Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Before we start, just a reminder that this is part two of a really big conversation that we had. The first part is from last week where we talked about whether or not I should have kids, really. And then we didn't mean to make a double episode, but we ended up having a really big fight. And it's weird listening back to it because I don't think either of us come out clean. <laughs> I don't think either of us are on our best behavior. But, the, you know, I, th I think there's probably some truth in, in where both of us are coming from, even if neither of us are completely making any sense. We hope you enjoy this episode. It's probably very awkward. You'll hear from us next week. Bye. Uh, I'm going to say something that will probably will spark a conversation, but I'm going to say it because I, I feel like I would be disingenuous not to say it. Dating you made me realize that I was definitely a kind of person who could have a kid. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, you, you said earlier, like, you said, I can't take care of myself. I definitely can't take care of a kid as well. I could take care of myself and you, so I know that I'm, like, the right kind of person to have a kid. What? I am not like a kid. Really? I like feed myself. I poop in a toilet. Those are, those are not the difficult parts of having a kid. I um, do other cool stuff that kids can't do. I get to climb on the big monkey bars. There were days when I needed to look after you all day like you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, that's called being suicidal. Right. And so the fact that I was able to do that tells me that I can do that. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit different. That would be like looking after someone who's suicidal every day for like four or five years. Yes. If I was a person who is not able to do that for one day, I'm definitely not a person yeah, who can have a kid. Yeah, definitely not. Okay, all right. I see your logic there. Okay, they're not the same thing, but they're maybe on the road. They're, they're in the same subculture of people at the On the sp same spectrum. So one's down one end, the other one's... I feel like dating me is not as much work as having a kid. No, but it is, it is closer to that than dating me is. That is very dependent on who it is that is dating you. No, it's flat out not. Nah, it is. Trust me, it is. <laughs> no. You were bad at dating me. Other people are better at it. <laughs> it depends who you are. I disagree that dating me is anywhere near the same amount of effort as dating you in terms of being compared to taking care of a kid. I really think it depends who you are. Like, if you date you, it would be easy. No, I think if anyone dates me, and if we're specifically comparing this to having a kid, anyone dating me, it is not, it is far further away from, from like, taking care of a kid than anyone dating you. So, so like, so wait a On the spectrum of effort of taking care of a kid, we have... Fully up the right-hand side, taking care of a kid. We have fully down the left-hand side, dating Peter. <laughs> and you're saying somewhere in the middle there is dating SJ. Absolutely. When I dated you, I can't speak about today, but when I dated you, 
Oh my god, yes. Oh, well, that's not even fair. That's not fair. You've never been suicidal. I'm not saying it's fair or unfair. I'm not saying it's a judgment of character. I'm saying it's a fact. <laughs> I actually think that it, I still think that it depends. Like, I actually genuinely do. Okay, let, let's look at some factors of taking care of a kid. You need to physically be in the same room to make sure that they're okay. Is that something you ever had to do with me? No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, I'm like. Is that something that anyone has ever had to do with me? Is that something that anyone has ever had to do with you? Okay, I don't think that you can compare it in that way, and I don't think that it's fair to. Why not? Because the ways in which you're difficult, you don't see, but you see the right, ways that I'm difficult. The ways that I'm difficult, I don't think can be compared to taking care of a child. Oh well, maybe not taking care of a child, but like. I'm not saying I'm easy to date. I'm saying. <laughs> Dating me does not in any way prepare you for having a kid. <laughs> Dating you in some ways does. Because sometimes I'm like suicidal and when we were dating and you needed to like be around in the same way that you would if you were hanging out with a kid. That is one of the things, yes. Sure. You needed a lot of you needed a lot of comforting. You needed really regular comforting. But that is very like that's that that's very subjective that you needed comforting no i just mean i that that changes depending on who it is i need so a lot saying, of comfort because you were dating me yeah like if i'm dating you it's different to if i'm dating someone else okay so can i use your current partner as an example sure so you've never like had a day where everything is shit and you've just needed to be comforted by your current partner uh i am trying to remember let, let, let me rephrase it. Has your current partner... Let, let me, sorry, ask a slightly different question. Has your current partner ever held you while you cried? Yes. And has that been a source of emotional comfort for you? Yes. Kids do that. I don't do that. Sure. But I don't think it's more... I, I just think that this comparison is not very nice. And okay. I think that it's shamey. I'm not trying to shame... Like, at no point was this a judgment thing. I was saying that... It was a fact that there were many things that I learned while dating you that are going to be useful when I have kids. Sure. I mean, the way that you like your voice is raised and you are saying these things to me, not aggressively like yelling at me, but in an aggressive tone, like you are annoyed at me. Well, because you uh, said they were untrue. Is not helpful for like the comparison which you're making, which is you're kind of saying that I'm feeble. And that I can't look after myself. I'm not saying you are feeble and can't look after yourself. I'm saying there are times... I mean, that's the implication when you say that dating me is like preparation for looking after a kid. Like, can you see how that might be hurtful? Okay, but like, if you'd said that's hurtful, I would have said, oh, okay. You said that's not true. I, I, I don't think that it's... I don't think it's an ultimate truth, no. Okay. I think it's an opinion that you have. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. This is so like a couple of episodes ago where I was like, hey, how about you just talk about like three or four different ways in which you suck? And you're like, that's mean. <laughs> Except the opposite way around. Yeah. I, I, I've not said, hey, tell me ways in which you are like a child. I've said, dating you made me realize I could have a kid and you said tell me more about that and now I have and you're like that's really mean like you ask for more information about a thing that you don't want to hear about yeah but y you 
you did say, tell me the ways in which you're like a kid. No, I, I didn't say that. You were like, okay, well, that's one reason. What has some, where's some other ways in which you also behave like a kid? You asked me that. No, you asked me that. God damn it. Like I said it as a statement. You were like, go into that in detail. Also, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, well, at the one time I wanted to explore it, I was also like, "This is actually really hurtful." I I don't I don't know what you want from me. Like, if you ask me to go into detail about a thing, I will. If you don't want me to, I won't. But you need I to pick one of those. I want you to apologize for what? For saying something that was hurtful. For making a comparison that wasn't very nice. I'm processing. <laughs> Like, I'm, you know that I don't... I know that you don't apologize very much. No, I don't apologize unless I mean it. Do you want me to apologize and not mean it? Because I will do that. <laughs> I do not want to go into that argument. Because we've had that argument a lot of times. <laughs> I'm thinking about whether I want to apologize for that because I'm sorry. And if you don't want me to think about that, I'll just say the words I'm sorry and they'll be meaningless to me. But if that'll make you feel better, absolutely I'll do that. Uh, I mean, I think your definition of sorriness is particular so dating you was the first time that i had been with someone who had needs that were totally different to my own and the first time that i had been with someone who i sometimes had to look after like i i i can't see that as as a as a thing that i need to apologize for saying because it's i that is fine to say it's just the way like you know you're really quite casually like the comparison became between me being suicidal and having to comfort a kid. Like you were the one who brought up you being suicidal. Yeah, I think I thought that at that point you, you know, you might. Okay, so were you saying things to try to goad me into saying something else? Because I don't work like that. Like if you want me to, if you want to have a conversation, have the conversation. Don't like have the conversation around it because I won't pick up on the signals and then I'll end up hurting your feelings. <laughs> I don't think that I was. I don't think I was trying to like you know like talk you around into something but i was surprised that um you know you said that and i was like oh i wasn't even thinking that because i don't remember you being suicidal when we were together oh i mean that never factored into it for me so i was like okay i guess sj sees that as a thing that wasn't what i was thinking of yeah i can i can remember very specific times where that happened i don't remember ever having to be in the room with you to stop you from hurting yourself or killing yourself like that's not something i remember ever being a part of our relationship i remember one time very specifically when uh, when I lost my phone. Okay, yeah. There was that one time, uh, I, like <laughs> genuinely, I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of times when you were crying and just needed to be held for like, and, and talk through complex emotional things. And while I was doing them at the time, I was like, oh, I think this would be what, what being a parent is like. Sure. Um, I was thinking of times when you would work on something all night and I would bring you food and make sure you ate made make sure you ate it and stuff like that i was like this must be what being a parent is like like and i never resented doing those things i was always like i like taking care of sj taking care of it like, sj is someone i love i love taking care of her that is what i imagine being a parent would feel like and uh. there were times when it was frustrating and i was like oh my god can't you just do this for yourself and i imagine that is exactly what being a parent would feel like like the suicidal thing is not a part of my memory of our time together. And so you brought that up and I was like, okay, sure. But more the comforting thing. And you were like, I'm really offended. Yeah, I do. I really don't like, I really don't like being compared to a kid. 
You used to make those comparisons yourself a lot. I don't remember doing that, but I very much don't like it now. Like, I get that it's kind of a funny joke, um, but, like, if you go towards unpacking it at all, it's, like... Wait, are you suggesting we didn't have a super healthy relationship? <laughs> uh, I just... Yeah, I just think that it's kind of mean. And I don't, like... That's fine if you, I don't know, I suppose it's fine if you feel that way, but you don't have to apologize for that comparison. But usually, I mean, with my other friends, they would be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Like for me, that's, I'm sorry, your feelings got hurt. That's such a non, like I find that more offensive than not apologizing. I am sorry your feelings got hurt. (laughs) I don't feel any responsibility for it, but I'm sorry that they got hurt. (laughs) You're so weird. (laughs) Um, words have meaning i don't want to use words outside their meaning or they become meaningless yeah i think that there's just different types of sorry there's like sorry i won't do that again or sorry i'll try to not blah 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 sorry yeah no sorry for me is regret like that is what the word sorry means it means i feel regret and i don't feel any regret you don't feel any regret about i am sorry that i didn't correct you and you said the suicidal thing sure uh i should have done that that was wrong of me and i'm sorry I think, and I mean, this carries over from, like, like some things that we've mentioned sort of um, lightly in previous episodes about, like, I think the last episode that I put up, I said something like, you know, romantic relationships have really informed unhelpful ideas I have around my emotional sensitivity. And you were like, even with me? And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) So, like... I was kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were kidding. I know you were kidding. Um, But, uh, like, for me, it's taken a really long time to unpack a lot of that stuff. And I'm still doing a lot of that um, so that I don't, like, so that I don't feel ashamed for the way that I am. And so just that comparison is just very negative and quite hurtful and i i think that you feel like i'm infantilizing you yeah because i mean that's like it's like it's a sensitive point because that's the that's the idea that i've worked against a lot if that makes sense right but like i i think i am let me how do I, say I think i did infantilize you in our relationship and i think that was fucked up like i think we had a really bad relationship for a lot of reasons and I think I absolutely infantilized you for big chunks of it. And I think that you lent into that and you infantilized yourself in the same way at the same time. Uh, sure. I suppose just that comparison makes me feel like it's all my fault and that there's something wrong with me. Like, I, I don't think any of it applies to you now. Yeah. Except for the fact that, like... I don't think, okay, I don't think that there is anything wrong with the fact that you like to be held while you cry. I think there is nothing wrong with that. And I think that if you feel like there's something wrong with that, then that is something that you should work through because... It's so funny because this, this, all this stuff, this whole conversation ties in so well with exactly what I was talking about at the very start of this conversation about feeling like finally, maybe I don't want to have kids and that doesn't mean that I'm broken, right? I feel like I'm reversing that. Oh, I don't think that you're doing that intentionally, but I think that that comparison is grouped in with a whole bunch of other comparisons and things that 
I've been told over a really long time and also you know ideas that I've consumed from society and culture around like emotions as weakness and I think that yeah as I said before like working against all that stuff or kind of unpacking all that shit has been so much work and just like um that comment just like cut straight through it and really hurt and I know that that wasn't your intention but um yeah do you understand what I meant by it now though um you meant like some of the labor involved in looking after someone is similar to the labor involved in in some minor way is similar to the labor involved in looking after a kid yes I'm, I'm gonna go back to the, the crying thing again because like it's so foreign to me it's something that like I have never and I'm not saying like this is not me bragging this is just a fact about my emotional not capacity processing the way that I process emotions I don't cry and that might be because I'm, I'm culturally male or whatever i've been what's the word uh societally conditioned not to cry there might be a biological thing that i don't express feelings in that specific way but for whatever the reason it is a fact that i don't cry i'm not saying that makes me better i'm not saying that makes you worse i'm saying it is a fact that is a starting point that we need to start from i don't cry yeah i understand that you're not saying that it makes you better or worse but like but that's what you're hearing no 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 no. the the like the mainstream conversation around I cry and you don't is that makes me weak and you not right okay that that is not what I'm trying to say at all and I know I know that that's that's why I said that's not what you're trying to say but what you say comes with a lot of cultural baggage which I directly (laughs) has been a long time thinking about um and that's why that's why it hurts okay I'm sorry that I didn't choose my words better it's just difficult because that comparison, like, you know, trying to explain that comparison is so specific when, like, how it was described was quite general. Does that make sense? As in, like, you'd have to unpack all these ideas. So, like, looking after someone is like practice for looking after someone more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is basically what you're trying to say. Um, but I don't think that that's something that is, like, inherently i don't think that that makes me really really unique if that makes sense like you like for you that experience was unique because you hadn't come across that oh yeah i'm I'm not saying i'm not saying like dating sj and no one else ever (laughs) i'm saying like yeah i I never it was it was a unique experience that i never encountered so i don't cry and so holding someone who is crying is a thing like kids process that the same way like that is a really standard kid thing uh and that's not saying that you are infantilized or that you're a kid but like i had never done this thing that i did with you that i would also do that exact same thing eventually with my kids sure yeah and if i'd spent that time being like i hate this i hate it i'd be a shitty dad and a shitty boyfriend and i was a shitty boyfriend but that was for many other reasons but like (laughs) so like that because Honestly, like, it's a little bit boring for me to hold someone oh, who's crying. I remember and pat you them. saying that. And you would, like, I remember you would, like, play games. I mean, yeah, like, after the first hour, I don't know what I'm meant to do. Like, yeah, and it was really, like, 
We were both. I feel sorry for both of us. I play games on my iPhone, not like start playing <laughs> games of like how much more can I get her to cry. No, and also not like starting up a game of Risk or something. <laughs> <laughs> Inviting twelve friends over, you know, just playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Of course you got bored because you really couldn't empathize with the experience. Well, I need constant stimulation. Like, that's just how I'm built. I am constantly, I need to be constantly stimulated. Uh, Maybe it's a generational thing, blah, blah, blah. And it's okay. Like, I'm not going to say, like, that's not a you thing. Like, I've definitely been in situations where people have been uh, going through a lot of stuff and you reach your limit of, of being able to give the comforting energy. Okay, that makes a lot more sense if you consider that you have never cried in that way and that going out with me was your first experience of someone crying in there that way. That's why we're still talking about it because I want to try and pack it and make it really clear what I was saying and what I wasn't saying. Yeah, sure. Because there's a whole bunch of other interpretations. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, that, that is an example. And there was just other stuff like that. Kids are kind of amazing. Like, one thing that I find really fascinating about kids is that they're just like they're so expressive you know they're they're so like it's what's so annoying about them because (laughs) um they don't filter at all but at the same time they're just I think about that literally today I was like filtering is a learned process absolutely emotional regulation is learned kids kids don't filter yeah kids don't filter what's interesting is that there's how we are taught to process and evaluate and regulate is different culturally yeah absolutely as someone traveling between different parts of america i can 100 (laughs) percent confirm but there's there's like different hierarchies of the best like what's the best way to emotionally process you know what i mean and that comes to like the emotional baggage of like actually bucking up and and like suppressing it suppressing it or whatever or being very stoic or something is is very highly regarded you know those people get those attributes are wanted from someone who's going to get a really high paying job and blah 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 and often like different ways of processing are kind of lower down on the pecking order in terms of how they're regarded anyway i wish there were better opportunities for learning around emotional processing that was more widely sort of available I think it's interesting because I think that I actually have really come to the point now of starting to think of my emotionality as a genuine privilege. Really? Yeah. It takes up so much time. It does. Sure. I mean, like every blessing has a cur- has its curse, right? <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like I'm finally getting into a situation where that part of me is being utilized in a way that is empowering and effective and beneficial. One of my favorite internet writers is a blogger called joe peacock he used to run a blog uh back in like 2003 or something like that and i still read his stuff and he has this really he's he's huge he's like a a six foot plus guy and he works out a lot he's like really into the gym and he's the kind of body that can build like if, if i was to work out i would get like bruce lee muscles i'd be wiry with muscles uh when he works out he gets big like muscle big you know yes i think so like imagine, imagine like a, a bouncer, like a stereotypical bouncer. A big guy is what I think of. Yeah, yeah, like big muscle, big. Yes. Okay. And so he was. He did this really great blog post. I'll, I'll find a link to it, which is like he's he's also covered in tattoos. He really likes tattoos, so he has tattoos everywhere. And 
people are terrified of him. He's so big and he's so tattooed. He's a massive nerd. He's really into like the nerdiest stuff and he's a huge feminist. He's always posting feminist stuff on his Facebook and all that. And like he was once uh, in a fender bender and he got out of the car uh, and turned to the woman and she like apologized and got back in her car and drove off and 10 minutes later the police came to arrest him. Oh, shit. Because she was like, he was going to kill me. Because he looks terrifying. Because <laughs> he looks so terrifying. He was probably a little bit mad. And so he wrote this great blog post where someone was like, you know, if you could choose, would you choose to be like a, a thin, wiry guy or a short guy or whatever? And he was like, look, if I could change who I am right now, I would. Like, I just wouldn't be this huge, scary guy. But I would never, ever, ever, ever trade the experiences I've gotten from being this guy because it's taught me so much. He has to be so gentle all the time. <laughs> Like, so, so if, if I say, oh, fuck you, then to a stranger, then they're going to be like, oh, fuck you. If he says, fuck you, then the police arrest him. Nah, they'll be like, fuck you, man with blue hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas if he says, fuck you, it is a threat to their life. And like, so he has to be the most gentle creature in the world. And he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade the things I've learned from this for anything. Like, that's been a really important part of me learning who I am. Yeah. I mean... Blessing and a curse. Okay, I have two two very quick final things to say. Okay. Which is one, have fun editing this. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be really... I, I feel like actually this has been the first ho- episode where I've really... I feel like I've really pushed an edge in terms of how upset I've gotten at you. <laughs> like, previously we're like, what the fuck? You can't say that. But like, I was actually quite genuinely upset. <laughs> and I felt quite uncomfortable about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we unpacked it. Are you feeling better now? Yeah. I think one thing that I've noticed recently in our podcast is that my attitudes towards my emotionality has significantly changed. And I don't think that I've properly I don't feel like I that's properly being communicated. You that? Yeah. yeah, which is which is fine. Uh that's no that's like not really any that's not really any of our fault. Mostly it's because I just think that you would find it really boring and everyone with this thing would be like, oh my God, shut up. Stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm not going to like talk about it heaps, but it's something that like I've had really significant changes in. And I've noticed that like you sometimes still see me in this other way that some like, like today, like, I mean, I, I, was, I was specifically talking about our, our relationship. So I think it's okay for me to see our relationship the way that it was, <laughs> as opposed to if it was with the people we are now, which would be bewildering. <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean, I, that was just kind of an aside, which is that I just sort of noticed that. And that's that thing of like, you know, you're, like how you're growing, catching up, because our most intense experiences with each other are now like two and a half years old. Yeah. You know, like, and, but, but there's, but they're very, you know, but they're very formative and like, we're still growing and changing, but we don't see it as up close. We still see it semi up close, but you know, like not as up close. It's currently 4.30 AM where I am. I drove for 14 hours yesterday, slept in my car, drove the rest of the way this morning, had a nap earlier, uh, had a really emotionally draining day for just unrelated reasons. So I think I was probably a bit of a dick. Hey. And a little bit oblivious. That's okay. And 
it's really hard to apologize to you when you're smug, just to let you know. It's happened a few times, like, I'll be like, hey, here's how I fucked up. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're saying it, you're saying you fucked up. And, like, my instinct is always like, oh, fuck you. Like, I don't have to say this stuff. Do you mean I'm being smug right now? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't, wasn't being smug. I said, oh, hey, it's okay. You didn't like, say, oh, hey, it's okay. You went, hey. No, no, no. I said, oh, like, oh, hey. I'm not going to be able to repeat it in the same tone. But... You were talking over me as I said, it's okay, in a way meaning like we all fuck up sometimes. Oh. That's what I meant. It came across as like, hey, it's hey, happening. He's gonna I'm apologize. The apology. No, I'm, well, the first part, maybe there was an inflection of that nature. But the second part was meant, you know, we all, you know. And as well as that, I think like I'm just so wiped. And I think I got pretty defensive and was more aggressive than I should have been. So I am sorry about that. That is okay. God, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was smug, wasn't it? That was, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> no, I'm just like not very good at like, you know, I get uncomfortable around emotions sometimes, but I really appreciate it. I can't believe that you apologized, actually. I didn't apologize for what I said. I apologized for how I reacted to you getting annoyed at me. Just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for making that distinction. Well, it's important to me. Yeah, I know. It actually is. I know. Don't worry. I know. But before I say the second thing, guess when the last time I cried was? <sighs> First, guess when the last time I cried was? Like a few minutes ago on the podcast? Yes! <laughs> and then before then? This morning, during the sex that you had. The last podcast that we recorded. Oh, really? No, actually... The time before that. Ooh. Mostly I cry on this podcast now. <laughs> um, I just realized you don't know that, but... No, no. I just assume <laughs> that you cry as much as you do when we're together. And that was a lot. Uh, the second most recent time I cried was when I left America by plane last year. On the plane from America to Australia, last time I left America, like, to Australia, I watched Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Oh. Sobbed. Like, full-on sobbed. Uh, sobbed so hard because partially it's a really sad film but also because I was leaving America where I'd just been so happy for three months so knowing that was the last time I cried uh, almost a year ago second, second, second last time you cried sorry that, that was the second last time what do you think the last time I cried was okay I know you didn't cry when you got rejected from America that's true which was surprising to me um, was it when I said I wouldn't have a baby with you <laughs> no uh, has someone died recently? No, I've never had anyone in my life die. Yeah. I'll tell you, and this might help shed some light on like why I was a bit of a dick. It was like... Was it today? It was yesterday. Oh. I'm just like emotionally a little bit drained at the moment. Uh, you and I talked for an hour before we recorded this, just me unpacking a lot of stuff. Apparently but it was very helpful. The specific... Yeah, it was, it was super helpful. The specific reason I cried, Millennial Season 2... Oh my god, it is fucking incredible. Have you listened yet? I don't know. Have I? There is an episode, like season two, she starts to tell other people's stories, which at first I was like, oh, this is dumb. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, I've listened to bits of it. My god, the one about the, the lesbian couple from Germany and America? I haven't listened. No, I haven't done that. You've got to listen to it. Like, okay. it made me cry. Oh, wow. I'm going to need to get some new tissue boxes. Mostly because I'm a romantic, but oh my god, it's really well put together. So the second thing I was going to say, and this is definitely the last thing in this never-ending fucking podcast. Yep, never-ending. Are you ready for this? Yes. This week's outro is from Isaac. <laughs> oh my God, thank fuck. 
<laughs> finally, talk- Isaac submitted an outro. Ah, finally, fucking Isaac. We've been talking for like two hours. We've been talking for two hours, not including the hour that we spoke before we started. <laughs> We've been talking for three hours. It's grand final day in Australia. It is dark. I was going to go to a party in the afternoon. It's almost 5am here, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Being Honest with My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Peter and SJ are my favorite Australian children. Aww. Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. He sounds a little bit like like a really gentle, warm children's adventure game. I thought you were gonna go really weird. Oh he does actually. Man, that's that's a perfect description. He absolutely does. Isaac, if you want work doing a narrator in a in a kids' adventure game, which I'm currently making, uh, get in contact. <laughs> I'm really good at this evaluation process, gotta say. Uh if you do want to send us an outro, the script is in every show notes, just email contact at beinghonestwithmax.com as well as that we have a newsletter we haven't spruiked this for like months but we have a newsletter that comes out every week telling people that the podcast is up and including other things it's good yeah it's actually it's actually a pretty good time it's like not very it's an easy read it's pretty funny and yeah i think it's nice i even read it so just yeah head to beinghonestwithmax.com and find the mailing list just click mailing list and you can sign up and that's all i hope you've enjoyed this episode of Arguments and having babies. Arguments and having babies and deeply offending each other. I wasn't deeply offended. <laughs> okay, deeply <laughs> offending SJ. Deeply offending the emotionally sensitive. What? <laughs> Is that not how you identify? Emotion. Is that not the right pronoun? Emotionally deluxe. Emotionally deluxe, that's right. Okay, I'm going to go sleep for a thousand years. Okay. I'll talk to you next time and I hope we're still friends. Yeah, we're still friends. Just. Uh, well, no, I meant for my end. Oh! <laughs> I hope. I hope that when I wake up, I still like you even a little bit. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. Fuck you. Bye-bye. <laughs>